Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything on Zaslo Show 2.0 we know is brought to us by my friends at Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys, if you've been involved in an accident, if you're dealing with an injury, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 
first you get into an accident, then you call 911 immediately. After that, you get an attorney on the phone right away when you call Anna John Levine. You will speak to an attorney right away on the phone. 800-747-3733. You take care of your health. You let them take care of getting you whole, getting you the money that you deserve. They will take care of you. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. I'm only sending you to people I trust. Come on now. If you're listening right now, it's still real to me. If you're listening to anything, Zaslow Show 2.0, you're practically one of my closest friends. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. My pal, of course, is Joey Levin, who is joining us here Fresh off of last night's AEW Revolution, uh, I thought it was a really good show, highlighted by a couple of very strong matches. How you doing, Joey? I'm good. I agree. I thought I was actually very happy. Less matches than usual, probably because there was a 60-minute match to end it, but it didn't feel as long as AEW uh, shows typically feel, which was my biggest fear going into it. I thought I was going to fall asleep. Really, really fun show. So we're going to dedicate this show today to special edition of It's Still Real to Me. It's going to be an AEW Revolution reaction show. And uh, and we'll hit on a couple other things moving forward as far as the world champion uh, uh, goes, world champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So, uh, spoiler alert, if, if you didn't see the show. But anyway, if you didn't see the show, I know what you're doing listening to this right now anyway. But there you go. So it's not a spoiler. I, I Did you catch any of me? I hosted Busted Open. The, the greatest wrestling show there is in the world, Sirius XM Channel 156 Fight Nation. I sat in the big boy chair uh, for Dave LaGreca. I co-hosted with the with the great Tommy Dreamer. I hosted Busted Open on Saturday. Did you catch a couple clips? Did you hear anything? Yeah, I heard a little bit of how would it go. What, what was your what was your take? How, how did you uh, feel it went? I, I thought it went fantastic. I was really happy with it, man. Really, really pleased. You know, I was obviously very nervous. Being nervous, though, means it's important to you. And also, at least sure. my experience when I'm really nervous about doing something, I'm going to wind up being really good because I'm really focused and I'm going to make sure that I'm prepared. And I was prepared. And I thought I did a really nice job. I'm super pleased with the way it went. Tommy Dreamer was super easy to work with. It's funny to me, right, how someone who who has made a, a career out of being extremely violent – I mean, ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, you know, someone who has made a career out of being extremely violent can just be so sweet and a really, really nice man. And so he made things really easy for me. Uh, The producer of the show, Ariel, she made things really easy for me. And it was it was cool being back in the saddle of like a radio show again, which I haven't done in six months and a three hour show. Three hours have never gone by so fast. We had, you know, the nation was calling in. We took some phone calls and the whole deal. And the reaction, I think, has been very positive. And it was cool where, like, Sunday, I'm driving around, and I put on Fight Nation, and Busted Open's on, and it's a replay of the show that I did the day before. So certain times throughout the day on Sunday, it's me and Tommy Dreamer doing an AEW Revolution preview a couple hours before the show is going to happen on Sunday night. I'm I'm very pleased with the way it went. It was really a lot of fun. That's very cool. It's it's cool to hear you say that. It actually reminds like you know, it it's like I when I worked at when I worked for CBS Sports and even now in my current job, you know, I worked a lot with Rashad Evans a couple of times with Kamaru Usman, the UFC champion, and now in my current job, I've been around a few fighters. They're the nicest people, and I think part of that is like. When you've gotten your ass kicked and you've kicked people's asses your whole life, you don't need to like you don't need to be tough. 
like to people you just be a nice guy because no one's gonna mess with you because you're a fucking badass right so it kind of made me feel the same way when you said that about tommy dreamer that's cool the, now let me ask you this were some of your nerves related to like you're you've been a radio host you're basically the majority of your life you've talked to professional athletes you've talked to coaches you all these people but is there a part of you because of the nature of wrestling and yeah. being a wrestling fan yeah. was part of the nerves like i don't want tommy dreamer to think i'm a mark like it wasn't it wasn't that i wanted tommy I, I didn't want tommy dreamer to think that i'm a mark or think that i'm a dork you know right. i my entire mo was i wanted to make sure that everything that comes out of my mouth is super respectful that was my main mo sure. i'm not gonna go on there and say so-and-so sucks. I don't like them. Like, I, my entire MO was I need to be as respectful as I've ever been about this business, which is this guy's life and essentially what this show is about. So that sure. was my main concern. Not that I don't want him to think that I'm a mark or some dork. I wanted to make sure that I am 1,000% respectful and that he knows that I have a tremendous amount of respect for what they do for a living because I felt like I was in the club for three hours, you know, yeah, like that, yeah. like I was on the inside for three hours. So I, I wanted, I wanted to make sure that, you know, whoever I was hosting with, which in this case was Tommy and everyone else who's a part of that show from LaGreca to Bully Ray, to Mark Henry, to Thunder Rosa, to Mickey James, that no one was going to listen to that and think that I wasn't being respectful of their, of their livelihood. That was my main MO. Nice. No, that's yeah. good. I, I wouldn't, it, I mean, I may, might've thought of it if I was in your shoes, but it really didn't even strike me that way. So it's, it's uh that's a good way to go into it. Sounds yeah. like it sounds like it was awesome. So it went great. So, Very good. so last night, look, let's start with the main event. All right. Let's start yeah. with the championship. The first thing I'm going to tell you, 60 minute Ironman match. I'm not a huge fan in general. 60 minutes is a long time. Like I'm sitting there and you, all right, buckle up, you know? And I looked at my phone to check out the time so I can keep track. Like, all right, I got another 20 minutes of this match. I got another 15 minutes. Like, and it's late already. The match started at 10 41 PM, you know? So, all right, I got 60 minutes. I got to buckle up. Like, we're in store for, you know, quite a bit here. And I will tell you, there was not a single moment in the match where I thought it lagged. I didn't think it was slow. I, I thought the whole match was interesting. I thought the whole match was exciting. And for anyone who was concerned about MJF being able to go for 60 minutes, like myself, that was a main question I had last week. Can he go for six minutes? Which, by the way, dude is shredded. I mean, yeah, right. unbelievable yeah. shape. And I really think last night MJF solidified himself, which was the whole, which was why I thought. He was a lock to win the match because if he wins that match, it really solidifies himself as a big time world champion. I thought he absolutely did that last night. I think he comes off looking like one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. I thought he looked like a million bucks last night. I would take it a step further. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. I think last night makes him the best wrestler in the world. Like, and I know some people are going to think that's blasphemy and think that's crazy. And they're going to say all the stuff Roman's doing that's, and that's fair. And that's like, yeah, I mean, who, who might argue if you think Roman Reigns is the currently the best in the world, but I will say this. And it was what I was thinking during the match. And MJF kind of said it in the post, the, in the media scrum afterwards, he comes in, 
and he's yelling at the at at Dave Meltzer. He's like, Dave, what are you gonna say now, Dave? Who's the best in the world now, Dave? I think it was Meltzer. He kept saying Dave, so I'm yeah, assuming no, it was Meltzer. It was. Yeah. Um, but one, but what he said was, I don't need a group. I don't need other people with me. I don't need some guy talking for me, telling me what to do, pulling all my strings. I'm the best in the world. Do you think that was in response to Dax Harwood's recent comments about where the pinnacle went wrong and that MJF? I don't, well, I, was, I don't remember. I don't remember the. the it was the, recently. It was within like the last two weeks where he spoke about, you know, that the pinnacle was really dead on arrival, and that was because there was one guy who thought he was above it, and one guy who thought he was better than all of us, and it was never going to work. Well, he was, and he was, and he's probably right. And that, maybe that it, that was probably part of it. I think I genuinely look. I, t- I we mentioned it a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week. I think MJF watches WWE. Like I told you, I think he was seeing like Cody's promos and what he was doing with Heyman, and then like trying to one up him. I I genuinely don't think right now MJF is competing against AEW. I think he's trying to compete against what's going on in WWE. And when he says something like, "I don't have a guy with me." telling me what to do, talking. I kind of think he's taking a shot at Roman because I think he genuinely wants to be considered the best in the world. I, I know there is an there is an aspect of kayfabe to his whole thing. I know he, he kind of like lives the gimmick, right? But there is a genuineness to when I hear him talking in, these, in that media scrum where he says, my only goal is to be the best wrestler ever. Um, and I think when he says stuff like that, it's like, not only is do I think he's like just talking about everyone in general, right? But I do when I was watching the match, I was like, man, Roman Reigns in the bloodline is the best storyline in wrestling. It's the best storyline that we've seen maybe ever, but definitely in the last decade. But Roman Reigns being the best is because of that storyline. And the bloodline adds to it, and Sami Zayn adds to it, and Paul Heyman adds to it. What MJF is doing on the mic, and then what he did last night in the ring. You tell me who has that. Some tell me who else in re- professional wrestling right now has that combination of talent on on both aspects. I don't think there is anybody. And and all of this right here that you and I are talking about is why MJF was always a lock to win that match last night. Yeah. It's why I never gave Danielson a chance because who comes out of that match a winner looking better? If Danielson comes out of that match with a win, everyone will love it. It's the world champion. Everyone loves Danielson. Okay. But we've seen Danielson as the world champion, not AEW, but we've seen Danielson as a world champion several times over. If MJF comes out of that match last night, a winner, you and I are sitting here talking about him being one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. He was always locked to win that match. Yeah, and and he did a little bit of everything. Like obviously, he cheated to win, which is what he does. That's he's a, he's the biggest heel in the business. He's going to cheat a little bit. But that doesn't take away from the the work he did in the ring. The work, I mean, both of them. Like you can't take anything from Brian Danielson either. He it was he's incredible, and we've always known he's incredible. There's people who consider him the best wrestler ever, just pure wrestler. Uh, but what he, some of the things that MJF does in the ring, again, there are also just not many that can do some. Some of those spots where they're doing the roll ups and they were just rolling around the ring with each other. Do you know what, what kind of shape you have to be in to do that? Well, that I was think, the big question was cardio wise. Can MJF, you know, do this? And- I was more concerned about Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I've been, I've been following MJF on social media and being lifting heavy and looking jacked doesn't necessarily mean that you're cardio, but I've been looking yeah. at this guy and I'm like, this dude is a freak right now. Like unbelievable he is, shape. 
in the best shape he I'm um, obviously of his life. But I feel like you go people. back like a couple years ago, his body looked more like the Miz. A little bit yeah, soft. Just a little yeah. soft. Well, or like Daniel Bryan. I mean, Daniel and, Bryan's not Daniel Bryan's not like the most jacked wrestler in the world. You but know? now, I mean, this MJF, like he's out there Freak. looking like he's looking like he's looking like Finn Balor. You look he at said, his abs, he looks like Finn Balor. He said, and again, take it for what it is, because it's a post-fight media scrum. He said that since Brian Danielson announced that he wanted an a 60-minute Iron Man match, which was about two months ago. He every morning he wakes up at 5 a.m. He does a cold plunge. And he does <laughs> it's gotta be so bad at 5 a.m. to do that. Cold plunge, 45 minutes of fasted cardio. Then he eats uh 12, I think he said 12 ounces of oatmeal and 12 ounces of something else. Then he gets in the sauna. Then he goes to the gym and lifts as heavy as he can every, every day. day for the last two months. Sounds awful. Yeah. He said, he, well, he said, he said, I have been killing myself. I've been making myself miserable for two months. Sounds awful. And, and to be honest, I, that could be bullshit. But you look at the guy. I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit. I, I think, think it's bullshit. real. I think it's real what he's doing. It's incredible. Let's 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 talk about the spot in the match that everyone was talking about throughout the entire match. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So MJF goes into the crowd within the first few minutes. Crowd's <laughs> yelling at him. He's getting in their face. Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, he, he lives it, man. And then he turns to this one woman and he takes her beverage, which looked like water, but we now learn was apparently tequila and splashes it in the face of her son, who looks yeah. like he's maybe 10, 11 years old, sitting down right next to her. I mean, I howled in my family room watching it when he did it give me your thoughts now apparently for people who don't know all the details the boy apparently was very upset and they took him back uh, apparently some people came there and talked to him then they brought him backstage with the mother he got to meet some wrestlers powerhouse hobbs you know they're giving him tickets to dynamite in sacramento right, he's week. gonna be a dynamite this week i don't know if that means he'll be sitting in the front again i think that's a bad idea i think they should do a gimmick with him I think they should do. I think they should tie him in, like the kid that won the tag titles with Braun Strowman. Nicholas, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, that was a whole thing. What were your thoughts? Because this is a very polarizing thing that took place. I, I, I understand why the mom. Well, now that we know it's tequila, I understand why the mom would be mad. I don't know if the um, mom was mad or not. I'm saying she, they, she no, was. no. They, the but reports the, are that the, she was. The reports are that she was furious. Okay, because I know the yeah. I know the boy was very upset. Yeah. Okay, and and in the post fight, they asked him about it, 
in the media scrum. He said he thought he was, was thirsty. Yeah. Oh, he was just like, a, but Tony Khan was like, we had a very real, he's like, this is not a joke. We had a very real conversation. Blah, blah. <laughs> um, but um, when I saw it, I was like, this is real. That is not a plan. Yep, I did that, not that think is, it was a plan. I was, I immediate, my immediate reaction was that is a real thing yep. that just happened. Yep. And I didn't care. I thought it was just a kid that got splashed with water. And I, and right, I, was, I was like, it was water at first. Eh? It's right. poured tequila on a kid. <laughs> now, again, 24 hours later, I can understand the kid being disappointed. He's a young kid. He was probably a Brian Danielson fan. Uh, uh, yeah, Brian Danielson fan. Uh, probably hates MJF because he probably still thinks wrestling's real and heels and faces and all that. But I'm 36 years old. When I was not eight, nine, 10 years old, if I was at a wrestling event and The Rock, at the peak of his being a heel, came in the crowd and threw tequila on me, today at 36 years old, I'd be telling that story that story to everyone I met. Right. But that kid just got a life experience. Right. I mean, and he doesn't know it yet, but he did. Yeah. That kid is has that story. Like, for the rest of his life, especially if MJF goes on to be like a crossover Hollywood star, right? Who knows? He's 25 years old, 26 years old. This kid could go on to be a huge mega star that everyone knows. And that kid, he's going to be in college. He'd be like, yeah, I threw tequila on me one time. It was sweet. I was 10. I cried, but it's awesome now. You know? I I was and still am totally good with it totally good with it uh i love that kind of heel shit but i would also say and you know the most famous i think recent one with wwe was actually nxt and it was sasha banks and it was uh bailey's big fan izzy at one of the takeover events where you know she took like the scrunchie and and made izzy cry and it was like that's amazing i love it um i don't think aew I don't think that they give the impression. I don't think they promote themselves as a family oriented show. No. Earlier know, in the show, not. earlier in that not. show, you had a freaking death match. All right. I and don't. I, well, and someone got buried alive. I don't think AEW fancies themselves a family show the way WWE was. I guarantee you, no stars are doing that in WWE. Because they fancy themselves a family show. I don't think AEW fancies themselves a family show. And if that's the case, I think if you're a parent bringing a kid to a show, you need to explain a couple things, how things work. And if this happens, it's not a big deal. It's part of the show. I think think there's an element where the parent needs to prepare the kid, especially when you're sitting that close. I mean, I took my kids last year to Revolution – it was the the dog collar match between CM Punk and and NMJF, and it got very very bloody. And there was one moment where they were very close to us because we were ringside, right in front. And my son is like, "I want to pat him. I want to pat CM Punk on the back when he's all bloody." And I'm like, "Please don't get either one of their blood on you, you know." Yeah. And so we have to have a conversation. So we've seen we've seen what happens to fans when they touch CM Punk. Yeah, he 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 slapped the shit out of a guy one time. Right, I'm like, please don't get either their blood on you. That's like, we are not doing this. You got to have a conversation at this show. It's part of being a parent. And look, I'm not trying to fault the woman. All right, but my perspective is, I don't fault the company in this spot. I'm not faulting MJF for for being who he is in this spot. I don't have a problem with what took place. I mean, I, I howled watching it. You know. So, yeah. uh, match was awesome. Match was is there awesome. any part of you that thinks it's still a huge work? No, no, not at all. There's not a small bad. part of me. There's like a five percent 
piece of me that thinks they put this out to the reporters. Like they're working the reporters too. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, but I, they I were perfectly they were perfectly placed for the moment, and the kid was sitting, and the mom was standing. There's elements. I don't think you could necessarily get a kid to feign that he's very upset. Like it sounds like the kid was crying, yeah, sitting there. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get a kid to, to to fake that. The mom did look shocked when it happened. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, the match was awesome. Uh, I loved, obviously. You know, you go to the sudden death. And and MJF wins in the sudden death. He cheats. That's what you want, obviously. Hits him with the oxygen mask. And and now MJF's a made man. Like he is. He's a if he wasn't before, he's a made man now, the day after. Loved it. Uh the Texas death match should really have been called a Texas death match. Should have been called just a barbed wire match, right? It sucked. I hated it. I didn't I, like I it just either. Did did not, not like I didn't it. enjoy it. Did um like it. I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I thought neither guy needed it. And 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 actually, I mean, I that, I shouldn't say that. Look. Make it a last man standing match. And like, I don't, I still don't really understand the what's a Texas death match. Why is it in San Francisco? Why is there barbed wire everywhere? Why can you submit or knock a guy? Like, I just, right, don't I was confused. So, like, was it, was it a 10 count and you don't get up? Is that how you win? Or like, so or there are a no submission. Pinfall, so there are no pinfalls. No pinfalls. It has to be a submission. I was confused or, about that. Maybe, maybe, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. You could have just made it like a last man standing match with all the same stuff but like someone has to get the shit beat now because here's the thing and i understand the symbolism the hangman hung a man yeah dug that okay though. i okay. dug the ending i like the finish that, that's fine but like that doesn't make like so to me my problem with the finish is hangman page is not the better professional wrestler coming out of this than john moxley he just hung him like like he i would prefer he like this guy, this tough guy who has run down Hangman Page all this time and talked about how he knocked him out and put him in the hospital and he's not re- built for this. I want Hangman to beat the shit out of Moxley so bad that he can't answer the ten count. Not that he taps out because he's being literally murdered, like like which is fine. I get the symbolism, but like I just it, it for me the the problem I really had with the ending. Because the match I didn't like at all. The bleeding and the, the barbed wire. and I, It was just I stupid. But the only issue, the real issue I had with the ending is that it leaves the door open a little bit for this not to be over. And I, I, really hear, I hear needed, what you're saying there. I really need I, it I to be over. I hear what you're saying. I know, but, I but, does, don't, but don't you see like a little bit for it yeah. to still not be over? Yeah. Couldn't Moxley just come out and be like, you didn't beat me. You hung me with a chain. This isn't Yeah, but I, I can't. I can't see Moxley doing that because – this is Moxley's whole shtick. He's violent. He's sick. This is his area. This is his territory. And he got beat at his own game. So yeah. I don't see Moxley being the one to say, you didn't really beat me in a wrestle." Moxley doesn't want to wrestle. Moxley wants to be violent. And this get, guy yeah. was more violent in this spot because he almost killed you. Yep. So, yeah, they could have just also just called it a death match. I still, I'm like stuck on the Texas thing. Like what? What made it? And they weren't in Texas, right? They're in San Francisco, and yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Ma- so what about I guess it? Just because it's Hangman, right? Is that why? But wasn't it Moxley who said Texas Deathmatch? I don't know, but maybe it's because like Hangman, like Hangman's not from there; he's from Virginia, right? But still, when you think of a cowboy, you think of Texas, right? Yeah. I also hope that that music he came out to was just like a one-off. Oh, really? I, I liked it. I like it. I but there's a there. It's good music, but there's a pop with his other music that you get from the crowd, like. The the beginning of this music was like a little 
um, like a little slower. But when okay. you normally when you hear that down, 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 like that part, you yeah. everyone goes nuts because that. All right. We got hangman. You know, <laughs> there's just something a little slow about it. it wasn't bad music. I just I like the beginning. The, that's one of the best parts of entrance music is that there's a very yeah. distinctive beginning. So you can pop, get that pop, you know, let's uh, let's talk about the elite versus House of Black. That was my favorite was match of the night. Favorite fantastic. Match of the night. Best two matches tonight by far. Uh, just A plus matches were the Iron Man match and this match right here. I'm glad House of Black won. I felt like they had a real good chance of winning. So I'm hoping it means that Omega can now move on and the Bucks can do their thing and we can get back to Super Kick Party. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily like unless Kenny's going to be, and w- this we'll actually probably talk about a little bit down the line. Unless Kenny's going to be thrust into like a big like main event thing, I'm not even necessarily saying that Kenny himself can't have a feud with Malachi Black. God, like, when the two of them, once once they both got tagged in and they were standing there, I didn't even think about it beforehand, which I guess is on me, but I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, I, I need to see more of this. I felt that way, but I also felt that way when he was face-to-face with Buddy Matthews. And I also felt that way when he was face-to-face with Brody King. All three of those guys are badasses, and Kenny's the best. So, like, obviously, Malachi Black has a different aura about him. But all three of those guys are awesome. I, I that match was, and the match itself, awesome. You know what? And it wasn't like there were some big spots, right? But it wasn't like recent elite matches where I felt like someone was going to kill themselves. Like I, there was never a point where I was like, "Damn it, Kenny, you just came back from all these injuries. Why are you trying to kill yourself?" I never felt that way in this match. But they still put on a great match, and there was a lot of great spots in it. Uh, I thought yeah, the end no, got a little schlocky. You know, with the build up to knocking Julia Hart off the off the mm. can off the apron there. I thought the end but I love Kenny's reaction. Kenny's reaction. Yeah, screw it. It's just like it's whatever. You. Yeah. yeah, no. Um I thought that was the best result and the best match of the night. I just Can I tell you what I thought it. was weird at the end? So when they when they were celebrating in the ring and they were all raising their hands, and Julia Hart brought I I presume Brody King's son into the ring they didn't put the camera on him yes i was uh, it was, was something like, very weird i was like I was why like, is there a child here? yeah that's not the right image you're trying to no. sell right here totally you know it's yeah. not kofi winning kofi mania and celebrate dancing around with his hundred percent yeah right? i i thought the same exact thing i was like why is there a child in the ring? that was that was odd and i think that 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 they probably knew that and did not mention it did not put the camera on it it was there for the wide shot and they pretty quickly then abandoned it I thought that was weird that the kid was in the ring there. Probably yeah. not the most appropriate time. Uh, yeah. No, it's very strange. Very strange. Yeah. But I guess that's who that, that's Brody King's kid. Okay. Match right. was, I, I think so. Match was awesome. Other matches that I guess we can hit on here. I mean, you got anything for the, the I bought, we should make note, the women's uh, three-way match there. Ruby Soho, she chooses her side. She's going with Tony Storm and Soraya is like, you know, the WWE uh, defectors. And 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 so they're going to continue their feud, right? With Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. This continues now, right? Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind. The, the match was fine. The yeah, match fine. was good. Actually, Ruby Soho does some crazy stuff, man. That that spot she had on the outside, she did like a drop kick on the outside or something where she landed right on her back. That looked pretty gnarly. Um, the match was fine. Jamie Hader wins, of course. Um, I didn't mind the turn. I thought it was predictable towards, the, like it, you kind of saw it happening. Um I didn't like the presentation of the turn. I, it's like, why are they all smiling? And right. like, 
you so you all just lost the match, but you're happy that you that she joined you? Like and then also the spray paint, I know that's the gimmick, but you just spray painted an L on the woman who quite literally won the match, right? Like so in this moment, if she's gonna turn and, and join you guys, just beat the crap out of them and like leave. Uh-huh. Soraya, just flick everyone off like you always do. Just beat the crap out of them and leave. But you're like spraying an L and you're all smiling and stuff. What, what do you have to be happy about? You just lost a championship match. Right. So the, the presentation was weird, but the turn was fine, I guess. Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I want. I want them to continuously get the one up. Like they get the one up on Hater and Britt Baker. Uh, Jade Cargill for the save to represent the homegrown talent. Ooh, how about that? Because remember, leading up to it, there was... I was Someone's like, got to join them, right? Leading up to it, remember, and then eventually that leads to enough of this team bullshit. Then she can turn on Hater. I want what yeah. you got. Ah, that'd be nice. Because remember, I was hoping that Hater wins. Okay. Then what happens? Jade Cargill, who's not on the card, appears. And she's like, yeah, what's up? You know? Yeah. But I, I like I like your idea right there. I think that's a good idea. I mean, the, the, you, like you said, they got to be keeping this going. Now it's yeah. three to two, so someone's got to join them. Yeah. And who else is there that's homegrown? Like, who else is there? That's a big enough deal to... Right, that makes sense to really help them. I Will, mean, your girl... Chris, it could be... Will your girl Chris Will Statlander could oh. be if she's returning, you know? I mean, she's not bad, but it just would be underwhelming. It'd be underwhelming. I'd rather it be, be Willow Nightingale because she has a connection to Ruby Soho. Uh, Joe and Wardlow were in a tough spot because they were right after the Texas Death match. Dead, yeah. And if you're going to get a big Haas fight, it can't come right after that kind of match. So the crowd was dead. The crowd loves Wardlow. So I felt bad for him where when he won the title, which is supposed to be a great moment and the crowd was dead when he won it. Yeah. And the other, the other thing that set them up poorly was Hobbs in his hometown watching the match. So every time they showed Hobbs on the screen during the match, the crowd went, they, they cheered. Ah. And, but while the match was going on, they were kind of dead, but then they showed Hobbs and everyone cheers because it's a hometown guy. So that, that was a tough spot. Uh, tag team match four way. I thought the acclaim. Wait, what do you think is going to happen though? What do you think? So do you still well, think? Because we said we said if Joe wins, then Hob wins. If Wardlow yeah. wins, then Wardlow. But based, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. And I think by Hobbs the way, Hobbs, 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 Hobbs interrupted Wardlow in the presser in the post. Oh really? Oh, that's that good. He interrupted him. He said, "You got three days. You got three days." I think Hobbs is going to win. I, I think it's pretty damaging if he doesn't. But then at the same time, it's. Da- I don't, you know what? I don't necessarily know if it's damaging if Wardlow loses it on Wednesday because it really seems like the TV title, because that's what this is. The TV title is going to bounce around. The TV yeah. title should be defended every single week, so it's going to bounce yeah, around. That's fair. It's a good point. So yeah. I, I still think it's Hobbs. Uh, yeah. The 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 four way tag team match. I thought the acclaimed were going to regain the titles. Nope. Uh, you get the guns. They wind up leaving, but you get the with the belts. But you get the great ending there where FTR, who we thought was WWE bound. They're clearly not. They are in the title picture, and they are going to beat the guns whenever they fight. Yeah, and it was a great return. It seemed like something was going on, so I'm glad that was it. And I got to tell you, you know, my standout of that match, Jeff Jarrett. He's awesome. Jeff Jeff Jarrett's great, man. He's awesome. Just right off the bat, he's like telling Orange Cassidy, like, no, you're not putting your hands in your pockets. Fight awesome. Like, Jarrett's been great. His whole – actually – if they somehow, and I think there was a false finish where it looked like they were going to win. If they would have won, I don't think I'd be I, that I thought mad. so too. I, it was close. I thought it, so too. I wouldn't yep. have been that mad. I really wouldn't have been that mad. He he's been he's been so much better than I thought when he came back. Cage and uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, 
the right Should've guy wins Dynamite. there. Should have been on Dynamite. Obvious choice for for Jungle Boy to win. And now, I guess maybe mercifully, we're through with that feud. It's over. That, don't think that was a pay per view match. I just don't. It's weird. It's weird. It's taking place. Like, They're fighting on dirt. You know. Yeah, I mean, there was eight matches. So what? Twenty five percent of the matches had a death theme. Um, it's like, right. well, like, what are we doing? Why? Why are we having? So, and also, this is what I wanted to ask you. So. They announced it on Rampage that it was going to be a final burial, so a casket match. Is the is the it, am I to understand that they had a casket match because Jack Perry's dad is dead? Is that is that what it is? Like, is that we had a casket match because of he has a dead dad? Like, gosh, I don't know. What what other reason? It's dark. They, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. There's so many gimmick matches that you can do for a you could do a cage match, you could do a, a no holds barred match, you could do a false count anywhere match, but they did a burial match, and the main through line of this thing has been that he has a dead dad. He's got a dead but, dad. And like think about this. In 2023, right now, we have two major storylines on wrestling television about dead dads. It's, it's kind of weird. Because we got Cody, the Cody now, Cody and Roman, that's well done. They're right? at least they're, honoring the dead dad. There. They're, they're honoring the dead dad. This one, it's just like, I'm going to bury you because my dad's dead. So you're going to be dead too. Like, uh, the, the night started though with Starks and Jericho. The right guy won. And I would also say uh, it was a good match to start the night. And you knew that Starks was going to win because you got to get the crowd going. Crowd's got to be happy after the first match. So Ricky Starks ends up winning in a spot that I felt like otherwise Chris Jericho usually wins. But I think the right yeah. guy won in that in, in one there, and and I felt I felt it was pretty obvious when they were opening the show. Had to. I will pose another question to you that I was asked as this match was going on. Why wasn't Chris Jericho immediately disqualified when Sammy Guevara came out? I don't the know. JAS was banned know. from. They're banned from ringside. That's yeah, a disqualification know. once he came out. Is I it guess he because things got evened up real quick. Well, it's because is it because he didn't make it all the way down the ramp? He didn't actually yeah. get to ringside. Action Andretti stopped him. So since he was on the stage still technically, that was never ringside. made it to ringside. That's not ringside. That's okay. Not ringside. That was my justification, but otherwise it's a good question because technically broke the rules. Joey, let's circle back to the main event. Your champions MJF, top five programs for MJF now that he just beat Brian Danielson. Count it down for dramatic purposes from five to one. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'll to be honest, I, after I sent you this idea, I actually had trouble coming up with five because I just don't think there's five guys that at the moment can be in that. But I got um, so five and four are tough for me. Sure. But five is Miro, comes back, oh. comes back with Lana. Oh, you can, play, you can play off the oh, you lost your wife. Look at my hot wife. Okay, oh, okay. Um, Adam Cole, baby. Who's obviously just a top guy needs something good. I don't think it'll be right away. Hangman. Uh, the only reason I have Hangman at three is because I this was my bold prediction. I think towards the end of the year, Hangman will be fighting for the soul of AEW when MJF is teasing the war of twenty twenty the the war for twenty twenty four. He's going to protect AEW, and that'll be okay. the feud to end the year. Two is Ricky Starks, and. Probably should be one because they got to do something big with Ricky Starks or else he's going to lose momentum again. So that's probably the right one. One for me, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Right yeah. away. Kenny Omega. And it's easy. Kenny Omega. You, oh, you think you beat the best in the world? Nah. This is the real best in the world right here. So here's what I got. There are some similarities between our top five. Number five for me, 
I got Darby Allen. I think it'd be fun. It's someone easy to feed to the champ. Darby's not going to beat him. So I got Darby. I think, you know, him uh, t- telling Sting he's an old man, that whole thing. You get major heat if he's saying that shit to Sting. So I like that. Darby Allen, I got him at number five. Number four, I got Adam Cole as well. It'd be a lot of fun. It gives Cole something to do right now. He's obviously not going to be the world champion anytime soon. So putting him in a high-profile program like this, I think that makes sense. Number three for me. I got Kenny Omega at number three. The only reason I don't have it at number one is because when Omega fights him, I think he's going to beat him. And I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Yeah, that's so, so I got Omega at number three. Number two, I got Ricky Starks. I feel like there's so much left unfinished from the first time they fought like six months ago, whatever it was like, let's get back after that. Starks is coming off a big win. He's done with the Jericho appreciation society. He beat Jericho biggest win of his career. Let's, let's get back at MJF. Now, number one for me, pretty obvious now at this point, I mean, he gets past Moxley beats him at his own game. Hangman page. I think is up next for MJF. I don't think he's going to beat MJF, but I think it works well for both guys. Hangman back at the title picture is good for hangman. MJF, a big feud, big program with someone that the crowd loves and that he could beat in Hangman. I think everybody comes out of that smelling like roses. So next up for him, I got Hangman Page. Yeah. My only one that I, my, my, uh, similar to Darby Allen, the guy I left off that was going to be in five instead of Mirror was Jungle Boy. Similar reason. I thought about it. Easy but... guy to feed to him. His whole thing has been, I'm going to win a title this year. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. yeah, I thought about it. Uh, overall, I mean, I, I thought the show was, uh, I'd probably get a B plus, uh, yeah. pretty close to an A, probably give it a B plus. I'll give it a, I'm giving it, I'll give it a B, maybe okay. even a B minus. The, 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 the top two matches were so good Yeah. that it gave me there, but the, the bad was kind of bad. Joey, excellent job coming up next weekend when we do it still real to me. We're going to begin focusing on the road to WrestleMania, right? We're going to do some WrestleMania yes, big moments. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Tell uh, tell all your fans that you're looking forward to talking to them again next weekend. Can't wait to see you guys next weekend. Good job, Joey. Thanks, everybody. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. We'll talk to you on It's Still Real to Me next weekend. See ya.